If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is a Lip Media Podcast. This episode of Word of the Gay is brought to you by The Wine Gallery. Get a personalised selection of wines suited to your palate delivered every month. Visit thewinegallery.com.au and get $25 off your first box when you use the code Word of the Gay at checkout. This episode of Word of the Gay is brought to you by Koala. Get serious about your beauty rest with Australia's highest rated mattress brand. Visit koala.com and get $150 off purchases over $1,000 when you use the code Word of the Gay at checkout. Beyonce said slay, Shante, you stay. You say that's fishy, well I say he's dishy. We say that's fierce, so sing all my queers. Don't go nowhere, just prick up your ears, the word of the gay. Welcome to Word of the Gay, where we aim to dissect common words in the queer lexicon with regard to their history, contemporary usage in the LGBT plus community, and in pop culture at large. My name's Brendy, and this is my fabulous co-host, Lenny. That's me. Oh, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to follow the show at Word of the Gay Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and send us any word suggestions you may have. Now, Lenny, <laughs> you moved house. Yeah. I turned the ripe old age of 30, and together you and I combined forces and celebrated that together. We did. We did. <laughs> Our producer, Dan, was the DJ. <laughs> Shout out to Pop Chops. If you ever need a DJ, they are incredible. <laughs> and I met your fabulous girlfriend. Yes, you did. Yeah. In the toilet. At yeah. my birthday. <laughs> it was so stereotyped. Yeah. I must admit, though, I was very, very honoured to have my favourite lesbian at my party. Thanks, Friendy. Is that me? Oh, <laughs> that is yeah. absolutely you. <laughs> well, Brendy, in the spirit of this week's episode, I think we should refer to me as your favourite dyke. Let's do it. Yep. My favourite dyke. Leonard. <laughs> well, yep, that is this week's word, dyke. So dyke actually originated as a derogatory label for like masculine, tomboyish or butch lesbians or yeah. also just any lesbian that's easily identifiable. Like it's still used in a derogatory sense, but it has come to be like reclaimed or reappropriated over time to an extent where the word actually can imply assertiveness or toughness or simply just be a neutral synonym for lesbians. Yeah, so it's still used for most lesbians, but it is also also seen as, I guess, the go-to insult. Yeah, that's how yeah. I see it for sure. It's just that easy put down to you know imply a woman is masculine or gay. There's also bull dyke. There is. Which is just an extension of the term. It's the hyper-masculine, mm-hmm. hyper-aggressive, nasty, and also overly demonstrating their hatred of men. Yes. Yeah. I mean, supposedly, but also, yeah. I mean, I understand. But the actual word <laughs> bull very yes. much refers to, like, male cattle. <laughs> Still, on the bull dykes. It's hot enough trying to make it with a lesbian. 
Now, if you turn your history books to chapter one, the word dyke, spelt with an I, D-I-K-E, appeared in 1710 in a British newspaper story about some cross-dressing pirates. Now, these weren't Johnny Depp or Kira Knightley. They were Anne Bonny and Mary Reed. And one editorial referred to their cross-dressing with a French word, dyke, which actually refers to men's clothing. Yeah. And then bull dyke actually comes from bull dagger. Mm. That could specifically mean fake penis. Nobody wants a fake penis. (laughs) Also denoting a false man. Right. And the earliest account of dagger in this context stems from 1348 by Henry Knighton. Jumping 500 years later... In the 19th century, the slang use of dyke was also known for ditch of the vulva. Yeah, it's kind of a bit rude. Yeah. A bit, bit crude. Um, 50 years later, dyke had been American slang for well-dressed man mm-hmm. with dyked out or on, out on the dyke, um, uh, indicating a young man was in his best clothes and ready for a night on the town. Sounds love it. like you, Brendan. I literally, I, I you sometimes... You dyke out all the time. <laughs> I'm dyking out tonight. <laughs> I used to, well, used to, I still say dressed to the nines and yeah. occasionally dressed to impress. <laughs> I'm also soon to be sporting a soccer mum haircut because <laughs> I literally sound like my grandmother. <laughs> um, <laughs> and in the 1950s, the word dyke was used as a derogatory term by straight people, but also actually by lesbians if they were of like a higher class. So it's what probably, you know, the fancy lesbian would call the rough bar lesbians. Uh-huh. I know who I'd rather hang out with. <laughs> but then you've also got in the 1970s, a poem actually came out called Edward the Dyke and it was published in Women's Press Collective. I nearly said Women's Weekly and I swear to God it would be right next to the Country Women's Cake Association spread. Uh, And this poem actually empowered the lesbian community because they had never actually heard the term dyke used officially. It was only ever used as a derogatory term. But due to the exposure of the word in the public, the term dyke was officially taken up by the lesbian community in the late 70s and empowered. Yeah, we reclaimed it. Does the word dyke offend me? No. That being said, like if someone was trying to offend me, I guess I would be offended. I think it's okay to call yourself a dyke. It's okay to call yourself a banana. So to some people, lesbian and dyke mean the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. But they don't. Well, to some people they do though. No. (laughs) (laughs) As in like both words can describe homosexual or gay or queer women who are attracted to other women sexually and romantically. But as you said, to some people they aren't synonymous. They're very different. So for some people they are just purely about sexual orientation. Like you're a lesbian, you're gay, you're queer, you're Mm -hmm. a woman. Some people it's more about gender identity. So you're a butch lesbian, masculine of center, you're a dyke. But then I don't think we think of things so rigidly anymore. Like there's femme lesbians who identify as dykes, there's lipstick dykes, there's butch women who wear lipstick. So it's those categories or just those labels. Well, there's a lot of less, labels, isn't there? Yeah. There's a number of different types. So in the past, actually, a lot of gay men actually yeah, referred to all lesbians as dyke without any derogatory context or kind of distinction. That's just what they were. Some even people even just call like a bull dyke, any lesbian as well. And just like within the gay world, that there are so many labels and types, there are also a lot of labels and types within the lesbian and dyke world. Yes. Are we ready to flip yep. through that catalogue? <laughs> Let's do Let's it. Let's flip through it. Oh, Women's <laughs> Weekly. Okay, so you've got baby dyke. Yep. Brand new, out on the scene. You've then got sport dyke. She loves women but just as much as she loves sport. <laughs> You've got teeny dyke. Teeny dyke really should be um, when she's out on the town with a chaperone. What's a teeny dyke? A teeny dyke is like a twink, oh, but okay. a female twink. I haven't heard of that one. Then you've got the activist dyke. She has a voice and she likes social justice. <laughs> 
You've got lipstick, which we all know very much dresses feminine, is feminine. You've got chapstick, which is the bridge between lipstick and butch. Oh. I feel like you might be a chapstick. <laughs> She's happy to dress up or dress down for any season. I'm always dressed down. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you looked fantastic in my 30th. Thanks. You looked great. Thanks. I did spill food on my pants before I came to the party. So classy, I'm glad you didn't classy. notice. No, I did not. I was not in a state to notice that. <laughs> Thought it was a pattern. Uh, <laughs> you've then got the butch dyke, which she's makeup free. She's masculine and you know, she's a little bit tough. The stud. Now, the stud is dominant. Yeah. <laughs> the stud is dominant. Enough said. You've got the stone. Now, the stone is a butch lesbian. She enjoys giving pleasure, not receiving. Have you encountered a stone? No, I haven't. But I'd uh, love to do an episode on stone. I think there's a lot of, there's a few stones in uh, the gay world too. Yeah. You've got the boy, the boy dyke, which is biologically female, but she presents as a boy and generally dates older. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I that about boys. Very interesting. The power, she's career focused. <laughs> power dyke, yeah. She's got her shit together and she's generally either a lawyer or a surgeon. Just one of the two, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the last one is the has-been. She used to date women. She now dates men, but she doesn't identify as straight or bisexual. She doesn't like a label. That's Anne Heche. Wow. She's, she's one of the most famous. It's, it's a kind of a harsh term, but it's still funny. <laughs> <laughs> and that brings us to the end of the catalogue of Dyke and Lesbians. Rounding the corner with a bunch of lesbians. Here we are, Manhattan. Can you handle it? And if you still don't get it, oh, after Brendy's um, yeah, <laughs> thorough catalogue of dykes, we did find a little list that distinguishes what a lesbian is versus a dyke. Mm-hmm. Yep. All in light fun. To get the ball rolling, we can start with a lesbian buys real estate. State, a dyke rents. A lesbian drinks out of a glass of wine, a dyke pops a top. A lesbian brunches, but a dyke drives through. A lesbian has acquaintances, a dyke has buddies. A lesbian passes gas, a dyke farts. <laughs> <laughs> I was avoiding that one. Um, a dyke buys hustler over the counter, a lesbian has a prescription. Oh. I don't do either. <laughs> I think this is from the 70s. <laughs> a lesbian cooks, a dyke defrosts. I'm starting to think that I'm a dyke. <laughs> a lesbian drives a Porsche, whereas a dyke commands a pickup. <laughs> a dyke plays hardball, a lesbian plays softball. If you're a woman who plays softball, people are going to think you're a hoe. Mo. Dyke marches are very popular these days. Yes, I have, I'm aware of them. <laughs> Uh, very much as a pride event. They're huge in America, specifically in Boston, but mm-hmm. also they've uh, spread out to London and Canada. Yeah, we've talked about in Pink Dollar, we talked about the, you know, Capitalism. capitalization of pride marches. So the dark marches came about as just being kind of a reaction to that. So they're not for profit. They're all inclusive. Most importantly, it's not a parade, it's a protest. So it's not. Is it? Yeah. So ah. it's always protesting something. So they're like actively getting angry about lesbian issues, queer issues. They've even operated for 26 years without a permit or official permissions. They just go out and and do it. They don't allow any corporate sponsors. And it's so one person actually dubbed it as the annual illegal San Francisco dyke hate riot (laughs) in which he said all men are subjected to criminal attacks and civil rights violations. And he claimed the word dyke is associated with a deep obsessive hatred of men in the male gender. So they're still making people angry even now. Good grace. Yes. Which is good. I suppose that's why it needs to needs to happen. And uh, what do you say to the negative feedback you guys sometimes get about marching here? Well, Pride is all about our diversity of political opinions and experiences, and it's great to be here at Pride. We're really happy that the dispute resolution process ruled in our favor and said that we are welcome at Pride and we belong in our community. There's actually a group, which I'm sure you've heard of. They... Hmm. 
tags on bikes. Oh, yes, I'm familiar. Um, <laughs> and they also struggled trademarking their name because it had Dyke in the title. So firstly, Dyke on the bike used to actually just be a derogatory label thrown at women, mm-hmm. any woman that was on a motorcycle. And we all know that Dykes and motorcycles have been regularly intertwined in uh, lesbian fiction and there's been Dyke imagery used even to kind of attract women to like join the army during World War II. Like tough women wearing leather and like army suits and like they're building things and they're on a motorbike. Yeah. So the Dykes on Bikes, for anyone who doesn't know, Mm -hmm. um, they're a chartered lesbian motorcycle club. They were founded in 1976 and they now have 22 chapters and they're best known for their participation at gay pride events. Yes, and they actually open Mardi Gras. Yeah, every every year. year. I thought it was Kylie Minogue. No, it's Dykes on Bikes. (laughs) I also thought it was kind of a protection thing, like they're setting this tone, like kind of don't fuck with us. They're our police force. But apparently it's because motorcycles, they're, our poli- they're the gay police force. <laughs> it's because motorcycles are like really unreliable and kind of can disrupt the march basically if they just put them in the middle. So they have to set the pace of the march. Good on um, you, ladies. But as established as they are, there has actually been a lot of controversy surrounding them, of course. So normally the United States Patent and Trademark Office, the PTO, won't usually consider a registration of a proposed trademark, which contains a term that is disparaging to a group of people. Obviously, in this case, it's Dykes mm-hmm. labeling their organization Dykes, so yep. like a little bit different. So in 2004, they refused the registration, saying that any reasonable person would find it offensive. So during the time that they were fighting, mm. uh, the defense actually noted that the PTO had approved trademarks for the crippled old biker bastards, biker bitch, whore, and evil pussy, as well as techno dyke, homo depot. <laughs> And then, of course, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy and Queer as Folk. All words that have been reclaimed by our community. Totally. Except mm. the crippled old biker bastards. But. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fine without that. <laughs> so that was presented during the court battle. And eventually, in 2006, they finally won the battle to trademark their name. Oh, Ducks good on bikes. them. So, yeah. Shame it took Yay. so long. But yeah. good on them. That's A fantastic. long time. Like 30 years. Ridiculous. I'll fix me up in front of the telly with a nice Pinot Grigio and I'm set. (laughs) You make yourself sound 80. I'm not far off. And honestly, the thought of trawling through the aisles of the local bottle shop looking for the perfect drop is more than this senior gay can bear. Well, Brendy, get ready for a hoot because Australian startup The Wine Gallery delivers you the wines you love straight to your door. Perfect for the... Senile among us. A wine subscription service is so perfectly suited to my sensibilities, Lenny. And I'm having a hoot already. Sign up at thewinegallery.com.au and select your monthly subscription. You then take a palate quiz to determine your taste for the grape. The Wine Gallery then send a box of three individual wines in Instagram-worthy packaging based on your taste preferences with information about the wine and suggested food pairings. Once you've tried the wines, log on to your account and rate the bottles you've tried, assisting the wine experts to deliver you wines even more suited to your taste for the next delivery. Delightful. Visit thewinegallery.com.au and get $25 off your first box when you use the code WORDOFTHEGAY at checkout. And you can modify or cancel your subscription at any time. That's thewinegallery.com.au and use the code WORDOFTHEGAY at checkout. Brendy, if my mattress was an animal, I'd want it to be a koala. Sure. Cuddly, cute, a little fiery, if she's in a mood. A great temperature. 
Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Breathable, easily washable. We talking about the animal. No, Brendy, we're talking about koala mattresses. Forget everything you know about mattresses. Consider it forgotten. By taking out the middleman, koala sells mattresses, pillows, sheets, and sofas at a fraction of the price of your name brand variety. And they even deliver the goods to your door within four hours of purchase. I mean, you buy a mattress and you want it right away. And there's a 120-night trial, so if your back's still sore and your sleep's still disturbed, you get a full refund. Hmm. I wish they sold actual koalas. Well, as an official partner of WWF Australia, they adopted koala with the purchase of any mattress or bed base. They even send you a photo of it. But, but do they send you the actual animal money? Visit koala.com and get $150 off your purchase over $1,000 when you use the code Word of the Gay at checkout. And if that sounds like a lot of money, then simply after pay it. That's koala.com and use the code Word of the Gay for $150 off. Lenny, whatever happened to the dark bars? I have no idea. I wasn't of age when any existed. There's literally none. When I came out, you had Commercial yep. Road and it was just a strip of gay bars. Yeah. But you barely had any specific lesbian bars. You had nights. Nights, yeah. And my poor, close, close lesbian friend and I, when we very first came out, God, I had a plethora of bars where it was just like, where are we going to? Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yep. She would have to pull out the calendar, a pen, Google... <laughs> And literally have to pen in nights and, like, lock in girlfriends to be like, we have to go out in four weeks' time on that Friday night because otherwise we're waiting another two months. true. It's such a shame. It's so sad. Such a shame. But even nowadays, I mean, there's still gay nights happening. Yeah, queer nights, you know, queer nights that maybe have a bit more of a female focus, but they're either weekly or monthly. Monthly. And There's no specific location. Yeah, yeah, they change or they're just, like, at a a place. The are at a place. Yep, you don't have, like lesbians behind the bar serving you a drink no. you don't have that kind of established no. I did go to a place in San Fran apparently there's not even one left in San Fran no. but there was one bar not a nightclub that is still quite frequented by lesbians and has a lot of lesbians working there right just went on like a Thursday afternoon there wasn't much happening <laughs> but it was like oh my god we're here we just sat in the bar yeah, yeah, and tipped for every drink gay men have um, many more bars than lesbians do in part because they have access to more economic capital as a whole. They tend to live in neighborhoods where those bars are located. Lesbians have been gentrified out of a lot of those neighborhoods. Dark bars were huge back in the 70s and 80s, specifically in New Orleans over in America. They had a huge dark bar scene. It was only a few years ago that they actually launched this project called Last Call, which was the New Orleans Dark Bar History Project, and it celebrated the dark bars. I don't know, like, even 
within the homosexual venues, it's slowly becoming more about nights as well mm. as opposed to specific locations. I mean, you look at specifically Melbourne 10 years ago as opposed to now and it's a couple that's, of bars scattered. That's but true. not as many as But what then we, we have the Peel and Love the Lair place. and they've been there for like, what, 40 years or something and they'll yeah. probably just they'll always, always be there. always be there, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. I, I sometimes put it down to apps as well. Um, some people said it's apps. Some people said it's the rise of more diversity in sex so lines are blurred, people don't fit just in one category, lesbians and women are very inclusive, I think, mm-hmm. you know, and the lesbian bar was never like a place that men couldn't go, No, which, you know, still some places are for gay men, well, that's what it feels like, but it was just somewhere that maybe even just naturally evolved over time as where people went. Social, I guess, interactions have changed. Yeah. Well, some people said, yeah, if women are in a relationship, they won't go out, but surely there's oh. other women not in the relationship going out, and that's also not true. Unless it's a certain age. Totally not just women. Yeah. And so gay men as well. But then there's always more single people. Like that shouldn't lead to a decline of a nightclub, surely. Because there's always new people coming and there's a flow to it. I've got a number of friends that are like, eh, why would I go out on Sunday night for drinks in the afternoon when I can just jump on Grindr and it's just easy access. I can stay at home and get, you know, this, that and the other. And kind of, I'm like... It's not just about sex. It's about social... Oh my God. Social social chemistry, interaction, meeting that person, being spontaneous. I mean, just having a hoot, meeting your new life. people. Yeah. <laughs> Not even just meeting a hookup, meeting new people, yeah. interacting. It's oh quite my God. sad. It, is, it really is quite sad. And also, I also think there's just women running those sort of nights. It must be that women are also just at a financial disadvantage, either the people running those nights to sustain them or the women going out have less disposable income or something like that. Like, I don't think it's as simple as, like, apps or... I think there's a lot of stuff, but I still haven't got to the bottom of it. Sapphire Sapphos grew out of a need in the community to have um, spaces to meet other women, especially at that point, women of colour. But if we do not create spaces where we can get together and talk and feel like community, then uh, I believe that we will all suffer. And I believe that we're already suffering as a result of it, quite frankly. Now, Lenny, there is a group of separatist lesbians in the United States called the Van Dykes. So cool. Now, they were founded by Heather Elizabeth and Ange Spaulding back in 1977. These ladies decided to choose to separate themselves from the male-defined, male-dominated institutions and very much remove themselves from relationships with men. And they also didn't want to suffer from testosterone poisoning. Well, that's fair enough. (laughs) But they created their own intentional community cooperatives, land trusts, purely for lesbians. Yeah, they had their farm and they also, the name comes from the fact that they were dykes in a van for a period so they were just Um. traveling in the van and the original founders all changed their surname to Van Dyke as well Ah. Um, they did a play on how black revolutionaries during the civil rights movement Mm -hmm. put an X as their surname or they distanced themselves from their slave name and they adopted a more traditional name so they were like Heather Van Dyke and Ange Van Dyke Mm -hmm. so they became like a little Uh, family I went to school with a girl with the last name Van Dyke I don't think she was part of that no quite a common surname (laughs) they were all vegans they had their head shaved they avoided speaking to men and unless they were waiters or mechanics, so out of pure necessity. They also wrote a recruitment song to the tune of Mr. Sandman. Oh, my God, I love that song. Yeah. Mr. Sandman, bring me a dream. Bam, yeah. bam, bam, bam. To the tune of, yeah, that's, that's the one. Right, right, but not those lyrics. <laughs> yeah, not those lyrics. All right, whatever. Mr. Sandman, bring me a dream. Bum, 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 bum. Make him the cutest that 
1974, there was a short experimental, actually the first lesbian experimental film called Dag Tactics. Well, then you had the 2000 film The Monkey's Mask, which starred Susie Porter and Kelly McGills, which was all about a lesbian private detective. She's hired to find a poet who has an affair with the teacher of a missing woman. (laughs) It's actually also a book, but in the book it's very interesting, just that it's written entirely in poems. Every page is a different poem, but it's all one story. I'd like to see the film, yeah. This makes sense, like poetry, like, lots of fit-looking dykes teach PE. Yes, I love that Thank God I'm a dyke. (laughs) That is a really nice haiku. <laughs> when did you last see Mickey? Mickey doesn't have a boyfriend. She doesn't drink. She doesn't even smoke. She left a trail of lovers like Hansel and Gretel left bread. Love is a torture. There is the well-known poem, I Want a President, by Zoe Leonard, written in 1992, which was inspired by her friend, poet and activist, also gay woman, Eileen Miles, announcing that she was actually entering the race for presidency. Basically, the poem was just expressing a desire to see a more diverse range of officials, as her friend was basically the antithesis of every other old white man in the race. And the opening line is, I want a dyke for president. I want a dyke for president. I want a person with AIDS for president, and I want a fag for vice president, and I want someone with no health insurance, and I want someone who grew up in a place where the earth is so saturated with toxic waste that they didn't have a choice about getting leukemia. I want a president that had an abortion at 16, and I want a candidate who isn't the lesser of two evils. And I want a president who lost their last lover to AIDS, who still sees that in their eyes every time they lay down to rest, who held their lover in their arms and knew they were dying. I want a president with no air conditioning, a president who stood online at the clinic, at the DMV, at the welfare office, and has been unemployed and laid off and sexually harassed and gay bashed and deported. Well, then you've also got season one, episode two of Kath and Kim, episodes labelled gay, and it's where Kath is... so great. Oh, my God. She's starting to question Kim's sexuality because she starts to think that Kim and her best friend from high school are actually in a relationship, and she goes on this montage to, like, educate herself, and it just ends up hitting every fucking stereotype you can imagine. Like, she sees a printing label called Van Dyke. She walks past an antique store where a guy is coming out of a closet. Uh, (laughs) She walks past a restaurant called Veg Out. There's guys in leather chaps there's you know oh she's just overwhelmed by the words home O in oasis and <laughs> lebanese it's just ridiculous and then she finally reaches acceptance at the end of the episode at the very end, yeah, and kim tells her she's not gay <laughs> has the world gone mad or have I? I need to get out and go inside myself to search my chasms for meaning. There is the 1974 film Lenny, which was actually directed by Bob Fosse, who I'm sure Brendan. I love a bit of Fosse. <laughs> yeah. Famous film director, theatre director, choreographer, and then also just... Liza ran- Nelly was his muse. Yep, he did Cabaret, he did Chicago, did Liza with a Z. Mm. <laughs> but then he also just randomly made a... Not randomly, sorry. This is his art. He made a really good biography about controversial comedian Lenny Bruce, who really invented modern, you know, like stand-up that we know now. So he said, a word about dykes. If you notice, comics will do endless fag jokes, but never dyke jokes, man. You know why? Because dykes will really punch the shit out of you. (laughs) 
Which is probably problematic, but I thought it was funny. (laughs) (laughs) Problematic to gay men. Mm. How dare he? (laughs) And now, a word about dykes. I like dykes. That's what Will Rogers once said, man. I never met a dyke I didn't like. One of my favourite, it's one of the best lesbian films, really, Bound, 96, by the Wachowskis. It's kind of like a heist murder mob film, and one of the characters is questioning the other's homosexuality, I suppose, because she's actually with a man, but she's with a man because she's, like, hustling. And Corky, the more kind of butch uh, lesbian, well, definitely the more butch lesbian, and then one is quite butch and one is quite femme says, this is the part where you tell me what matters is on the inside, and that inside of you, there's a little dyke just like me. I'll bet your car is 20 years old. Truck. Truck. Of course. 63 Chevy. I knew it. Elton John has an album back in 1973. The song was called All the Young Girls Love Alice. The lyrics to that were actually, who could you call your friends down in Soho? One or two middle-aged dykes in a go-go. It's such a good song. Such a good song. I was so excited when I heard this song that's about this young lesbian hustler. Mm -hmm. All the married women are waiting for their husbands to go away so they can call her up. There's the group La Tigra. They have a song actually called Dyke March 2001. But there's also the song called Fizz where... So firstly, she walks into a club and the bouncer mistakes her for a man because she's kind of butch presenting. Then she questions that someone else isn't a dyke because she's femme presenting. And then a girl slaps her on the back and she turns around and it's like a butch. So it's all just about visibility and invisibility. It's like a David Attenborough documentary, (laughs) isn't it? got one of the most celebrated Australian dramas, which actually aired back in 1979, Prisoner. Overseas, it was called Cell Block H, but we know it as Prisoner. (laughs) And it was very much based around, obviously, women's prison. Themes within the show were very radical for the time. They focused on feminism, social reform, and hugely homosexuality. And they used the word dyke. A lot. We got a new nickname for you. It's old B's idea. Want to know what it is? Vinegar tits. (laughs) Hey, how about that, eh? Vinegar tits. You really are the most uncouth slut, Doyle. Oh, don't blame me, Vera. It's our beast idea. She thought it up. And finally, there is the documentary now streaming on SBS On Demand called Crocodile Dundee, The Legend of Dawn O'Donnell, which was about a woman who ran a bunch of gay nightclubs on Oxford Street in the 70s and 80s, I believe. Dark bars? Yeah, no. Gay men. Oh, gay bars. With drag queens and everything. Yeah, I think maybe one of them was a dark bar, but she just... Whole kit and caboodle. Yeah, had heaps. So that's been our episode on Dyke. Oh, and you are still my favourite Dyke after <laughs> Thank all. Thank you so much. You'll always be Thank my favourite Dyke, Lenny. <laughs> <laughs> um, follow the show at Word of the Gay Pod on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Send us word suggestions. Absolutely. Tell your friends. Instagram us. Post us. Write to us. Date us. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag? Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.